0: Where do you think that is for Aussie equity? So what, what number of stocks do you think gives you that balance between being a closet indexer or being
1: a, taking too much risk? So uh, the smaller companies fund, where you're investing in small companies, and there's lots of small companies, There's risk associated with those small companies. In fact, like, for example, they're quite volatile. It's better to have more stocks. So we would have about 60 stocks in a particular portfolio. Um, whereas if you were doing mid cap portfolio you'd have less stocks in a portfolio and then if you're doing a large cap portfolio you'd have a lot less stocks in that portfolio and that's because the larger you get in, in company wise the less uh stock specific risk you start taking on so BHP's is not going to go to whereas I remember years ago we had investment. that's happened so many times that Strathfield was down you know fifty percent because it down before. So that's why you have a, a portfolio. Yeah,
0: a lot more gap risk around earnings and other events with, with small caps. Yeah, so, right. would you equally weight the portfolio or market cap weight or risk weight? So, how do you think about position sizing in your portfolio? Um,
1: there's a certain amount of art rather than science in that. I mean, there's science when it's determining art and science is determining whether a stock's good value. Uh, and then um, all models are as good as really and future determining future profits are all it's all about I suppose uh, the numbers that go in it's going to determine the future. It's always what it's the company's gonna make. But what's important is that that uh, you you do diversify the portfolio but you will weight stocks according to the risk of uh, and volatility of a particular stock, and that's about how certain you are about what the company's earnings outlook is and what this what what the upside valuation is. So you know you you you'll have five to six percent positions in stock and small companies, five five percent going one or two percent to make up your fifty to sixty stocks. And the weights will go higher as you get through the market capture
0: the size. Okay. So if I understood you correctly, the the larger the stock, the greater the earnings visibility and the cheaper the valuation, the more likely it is to be a larger position. Obviously with a bit of flex around that because nothing's set in stone.
1: Yeah, I I think that's that's right. But there are small I mean there are small companies which provide uh, big downs, big, big upside um, that are small. Like many years ago, I bought a company called Queensland 10, which was the biggest company. It had just operations in, in Queensland. It was weather-affected, so it was a discounted valuation on a particular stock they bought. Is, uh, Victoria, uh, South Australia and Chad they put most of the revenue on the front, cut a lot of costs out, and that was diversifying their, their weather risk as well. So the stock got re-rated um, magnificently. So you know, we see that we saw that they could do those particular um, the things. that are telling us they had really good management as well, and so it's, it's all about a lot, lot of investing in companies and smaller companies is about. Working out those companies which are going to be, have a, what they call a multiple expansion and have where you get the big, big
0: upside. So, in terms of that multiple expansion, are you looking for that on the revenue side or on the margin side or if possible, both? How do sorry, you go about it?
1: PE multiple. Yeah. PE multiple. So, so. The lower the PE, so the, the more volatile the earnings, and the more uncertain you have on an earning on a on a company's earnings stream, the the lower the multiple, right? But if you can find a company that people believe has got uncertain earnings and volatile earnings, then they will um, uh, then then people will pay up for people. Over time, once they get more confident, um, then that multiple, the P multiple will go from, like, for example, with uh, with um, uh, Queensland TRB, I can't remember what numbers were so long ago, but it went from like 10 to 20 times, so doubling, in there and it had massive EPS growth. So you get those two effects, multiple, a massive multiple. Market. And that's what our job is. Our job is to find those stocks that are underpriced but growing a lot more than what the market is.
0: Okay, so in terms of the the fundamentals that you're looking at to try and identify those companies where you're getting earnings growth or a re-rating or preferably both, what are some of the fundamentals that you're looking at? How would you describe a typical paradise company? I guess is maybe another way to ask the question.
1: Well, a company that's got very uh, what they call a very strong moat. In other words, Protected uh, from its competitors, um, a stock that is well, really well managed could be A stock that has uh, got significant growth, not not so much by the, my company growing, but by it growing either into other sectors or doing new things. Um, and so, and, and that's why you, you've actually seen a couple days where you've had these companies that are. That, like an Amazon or whatever it is that merge from obscurity over such a short period of time. There's something significant where they've continued to grow. It's not relied on the economy. It's just grown because there's been an adoption by people on technology and moving into retail and having more logistics. Companies. So it's it's important to have um, good management, good mode. What they call is, you know, uh, strong cash flows coming out. Uh, Good, uh, what they call cheap. So cheap valuation. Cheap could be a whole lot of things. It could be the PE multiples, which is priced of the wider by its earnings per share, um, EBIT multiples, um, and discounted cash flows to sort of determine. So those kind of things go into determining if the stock is good value, and and also, you know, it's just this, this whole business of getting uh, companies that have got innovative management i suppose you say but conservative and people that look after the community and look after their staff so there's a whole lot of different things that swirl around that you
0: keep podcast is for informational purposes only it does not constitute financial advice or take into account the particular investment objectives financial situations or needs of individual listeners. Listeners should consider whether any opinions or recommendations in this podcast are suitable for their particular circumstances and if appropriate, seek professional advice, including tax advice.